You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Four on Fivers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. This is your 49ers training camp primer. Is You're hearing it on Tuesday, recording a day before, but still just so much to dig into, Mark. And of course, make sure to download the Odyssey app while you're there in the process. Um, as far as non-quarterbacks that have the most to prove in training camp, you know we've, we've dug into a few. A couple of the rookies that we named, um, discussed, you know, who's going to be playing opposite Nick Bosa, who's going to be giving and providing defensive line depth. Uh, you know, could it be someone in the secondary that's stepping up? I don't know. Where does your mind go when you hear the non-quarterback that has the most to prove? For me, this was a, a pretty easy answer. There are others I considered, but this for me seems to be the clear number one. Uh, I think it's the right tackle, Colton McKivitz. How does he look in his first year, his first training camp, entering his first year as the team's starter on that right edge? Uh, Mike McGlinchey has held down that spot for a really long time, kind of reading the tea leaves. It seems relatively clear that the 49ers expect him to be a step back in terms of run blocking from that right tackle spot. Mike McGlinchey, one of the better run blockers in the league from the right tackle position, Uh, You wouldn't really believe it based on how he's talked about on 49ers Twitter. And the reason is because McGlinchey, not very good in terms of pass protection. That's where the 49ers expect McKivitz to be a step forward. But again, a step back, most likely in terms of run blocking. Is that actually the case? We finally are going to get a look at him as the team's really entrenched starter at right tackle, it would take something really, really wild in training camp for Mike, or pardon me, for Colton McKivitz to not start week one, aside from an injury, of course. It would take someone absolutely bursting onto the scene or McKivitz shriveling under the pressure of being the team starter for him not to start week one in Pittsburgh. Um, so how does he how does he perform? Does he do what we expect? Better as a as a pass protector, but worse as a run blocker? Does he take this position and run with it? Does it become an area of weakness for the 49ers all season long? It's going to be a gigantic talking point, especially if he struggles early because the 49ers decided to spend money elsewhere, Javon Hargrave on the defensive line instead of on the offensive line. That could be a decision that comes back to bite them, and I'm not saying we're going to know about it immediately in training camp, but it's always nice uh, to get some early returns on the guy that you basically handed the starting job to. So for me, who has the most to prove? It's McKivitz. Prove that you are indeed a full-time starter in this league. Yeah, I, I mean, look, he's the guy that I think everyone is is kind of curious about. But it's it's interesting because the 49ers, the way that this offseason unfolded, 
have by their action told us that apparently Colt McKivitz doesn't have a lot to prove because you didn't bring anybody in to challenge at the right tackle spot. In fact, the only place you really brought in some veteran presence on the line was in the interior with John Feliciano. I don't expect him to be the starting center nor guard positions, but outside of right, I'd say outside of Feliciano, um, Jalen Moore is probably the next you know possible yeah. guy that could be playing right tackle. And I don't think anybody expects him to. So it's Colton McKivitz's job to lose, yes. But it doesn't feel very likely that with who else is around him that he's going to bit, going to lose that job. So I agree he does have a lot to prove. But I'm just, again, curious why the 49ers feel so confident in him. And uh, look, I, I, I can't wait to see him. The other thing, Mark, that I think is uh, interesting, I, I know that he's a rookie and expectations are kind of set at a low bar for those players. But Jake Moody's got some big shoes to fill. Uh, Robbie Gold is someone that I think people took for granted a lot in mm -hmm. San Francisco, and the key position never gets a lot of you know eyes on it. But Jake Moody had better be damn good, not just because of who he's coming in to replace, but because of where he was drafted in the third round, and the 49ers actually used capital to go get him. So they believe a lot in him as well. I think he has a lot to prove. And then finally, this may be kind of out of left field, and he won't get to prove it until the games start. But to me, Steve Wilkes has got a lot to prove as the new defensive yep. coordinator. Like, you are taking over arguably the best defense in football, the most talented defense in football. And throughout the offseason, we've heard him discuss how he wants to get more aggressive with blitzing, wants to use those sideline-to-sideline -side linebackers and Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner. but. He has huge shoes to fill, as did D'Amico Ryans when Robert Sala left. D'Amico Ryans did a fantastic job. In fact, in some areas, you could argue elevated this defense. Steve Wilkes is going to have the same expectation to do the same now in a year that is very pivotal for the 49ers. So I, I, think, I, I think you're spot on about McKivitz. I think Jake Moody maybe unfairly has a lot to prove. Uh, but then also the defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, I got my eyes on you. No, I'm 100% with you. And he, you know, promised Kyle Shanahan during the process when the 49ers were figuring out who their next defensive coordinator was going to be. You know, he essentially promised Kyle Shanahan, like, hey, I'm not planning to come in and, and change everything. But he is an out of the building hire. I mean, uh, D'Amico Ryans worked under the same 49ers coaching staff, worked under Robert Sala. Now you go outside of the building and hire someone else who, again, has told the 49ers and, of course, isn't going to go back on his word that he's going to keep, you know, the 49ers base defense the same. He's not going to make sweeping changes. But where does he make changes? Uh, does he end up blitzing a little bit more? Does he have a, a preference to play, you know, zone more than the 49ers have in the past, whatever the situation is? So keeping an eye out on that, not necessarily something we're going to learn from just watching training camp drills. We might get a bit of an idea during preseason games, uh, but that's certainly something that everyone will be keeping an eye on when the regular season does begin. How does this 49ers defense look and feel a little bit different this year under the new defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, as opposed to in the past under the previous two defensive coordinators and Sala and Ryan. So I'm with you. I am interested in that. Another position on the defensive side of the ball that I'm keeping an eye on. It isn't, I guess this might not really fall under who has the most to prove necessarily. It's not the starting linebacker spots. Those are obviously filled by 
by two incredible linebackers for the 49ers and Fred Warner and uh, Dre Greenlaw, but you don't have Aziz Alshire anymore, and he was just a, a great fill-in. Dre Greenlaw has had his injury history. He's been known to miss some games here or there, and when the 49ers have had Aziz Alshire, he's been great at filling in. It almost feels like at times the Niners' defense hadn't really missed that much of a beat despite an injury to a, a great linebacker in Dre Greenlaw. So who steps in to become the next uh, Aziz Alshire, I guess essentially is the question. There is an opening there for a number of different guys. Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is probably the guy in this list who we've seen the most of playing that position. Oren Burks has been more of a special teams ace in his career, but he has an ability to play that role as the third linebacker, fill in if there's an injury. And then you have a rookie in D. Winters. Uh, Marcelino McCrary Ball out of Indiana was a, a camp darling last year uh, and, and seems to have had a good offseason again this year. Um, so maybe ne not necessarily the most to prove, but someone who has a ton to gain I think is that reserve linebacking crew and whichever one emerges as the number three linebacker is a guy we could see knock on wood a lot of if there is an injury, which there has been in the past. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I, I like that. And I think it's an important position based on how the 49ers use their linebackers uh, in many ways to cover up, to cover up sometimes uh, members of their secondary. Yeah, I think also it, maybe it's not anyone to keep an eye on just yet. Uh, but to me, I will have my eyes on Elijah Mitchell and that second running back spot. Number one, because I, based on the, the history at the running back spot for the 49ers, there might be an injury coming to Christian McCaffrey. That's one. Even if he stays healthy, Elijah Mitchell is kind of, and that second running back spot is used in many ways to keep Christian McCaffrey healthy, but also because Elijah Mitchell only played five games last year. And, the 49ers have had some great success at finding key running backs later in rounds or even undrafted ones. And Jordan Mason looks primed to take a big step up. Like he looked like the number two back in that Seattle game in the, in the playoffs last year, kind of icing it with a late run. Um, I think he's a little more physical than Elijah Mitchell. He runs hard. When I see him run, I see someone like Isaac Pacheco with the Kansas city Chiefs, someone that just continues to turn the legs and gobbles up yards with ease. I think he averaged like six yards a pop last year. So I think Jordan Mason has a chance to take a big step up, certainly over Ty Davis price for the third spot, but maybe even Elijah Mitchell, if he's not careful. And the other reason is Mark, you know, just kind of looking at some of the undrafted free agents, this kid, Kalen Laybourne at a Marshall pretty much has the exact same physical attributes as Elijah Mitchell. He's about five, nine, five, 10, 200 pounds, runs a four, four, and last year at Marshall, had over 300 carries. So he's pretty durable. I'm not saying he's going to beat out any of the guys in front of him, but when you look at kind of the, 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 the names on paper, the measurables on paper, there are some people that can provide similar, I would say, production 
to someone like Elijah Mitchell. And again, he's only a six round pick. So it's not as if we haven't seen other running backs step up and kind of reorganize the room. It all starts with number 23. But after that, I do think Elijah Mitchell is going to need to have a big camp. Yeah. No, I mean, the 49ers, as we talk a lot about, as much as they went through quarterbacks last year, uh, they go through running backs a lot, too. McCaffrey was very healthy in his time with the 49ers last year. Um, but the good news is if there is an injury, you do have bodies there to fill that. I mean, the 49ers went into camp this time last year with Elijah Mitchell and what Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, and then, you know, you had your young guys that are currently serving most likely as running back three and four in Jordan Mason and, and Ty Davis Price. Um, so that reserve running back role is really important. Uh, one more before we do wrap up, this is kind of pretty deep in the weeds, but one guy that I'm super excited that is a 49er, who's probably not going to get a lot of time, uh, on the club, assuming that he makes the 53 man roster. It is who will likely slot in as the backup fullback behind Kyle use This could be use Final year as a 49er, you look at his contract, and this could be it for him. Jack Coletto could be the heir apparent. Jack Coletto, an Oregon State guy, so me, a duck, talking this guy up, it must mean something uh, because he won last year the Paul Hornung Award, uh, Hornung Award in the NCAA, which is the most versatile college football player. He's a fullback. He's played some quarterback. He's played some linebacker. He can catch passes. The 49ers have shoved him into that fullback role, but to learn from Kyle Juszczyk, who is the most versatile fullback in the entire NFL. So I think you're going to hear some things from camp from Jack Coletto. That, that's just my prediction. He's going to be a name that 49er fans begin to learn about and they begin to know because my prediction is this is Kyle Juszczyk's final year as a 49er. I know I'm getting ahead of myself thinking ahead 12 more months. But I think he'll be the team's Kyle Juszczyk moving on 2024 and beyond. Put it in the cap. 2024, yeah. a new fullback in Santa Clara. <laughs> uh, no, it's a lot of fun. Look, we're going to be keeping an eye on all these positions, even some that seem like they're a foregone conclusion, kind of like Mark alluded to with the, with the wide receivers. You never know how they're actually going to be shuffled as far as one, two, three, four, and beyond for some positions, especially – uh, you know, some backup defensive linemen, even in the secondary, there's a couple of, I think, cornerback spots that could be up for grabs towards the back end. Um, you're looking at the offensive line. Who's going to be the rotating tackle? Who's going to be backing up the interior? Who's going to grab those starting spots? We'll have that for you coming up on our future 415ers episodes, as well as hopefully some interesting sound because Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are, suppo are supposed to speak later today as you're listening on Tuesday. And that is because... NFL training camp has begun. The San Francisco 49ers 2023 season is officially underway because the boys are back in Santa Clara at Levi's Stadium. And the 415ers will be covering all season long here on the Odyssey app. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate us while you're there. Check us out on 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel. Like and subscribe while you're there as well. That is Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. We'll be back on Thursday or your second episode of the week. In the meantime, enjoy the beginning of 49ers training camp. Yes. We'll talk to you next time.